0: Joe kicked us off last week. We were looking at um, we're created, commanded, and compelled to sing. So today I want to continue on that. And today I want to speak about sing with a heart and mind. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for an opportunity to come as sons and daughters, and to come before your presence. We recognize that um, you're Lord. <laughs> and I pray this um, this afternoon as we speak, I pray for our friends who are here that um, have not made any commitment or people just looking in. And even us that have been around for some time, will you speak to our hearts? Holy Spirit, we need you to help us to understand you revealed Jesus to us, and I pray, O God, that we will have an exciting time in your presence, for in the presence of the Lord, there's the fullness of joy. Amen. Amen. One of the things um, we normally say is that you are what you eat. If you go to your GP, we ask you that, um, how you doing with your eating, which I can understand. If you eat junk, you probably do a lot of, not too good to yourself. And so it's reasonable for us to, to watch what we eat and to do a bit of exercise if you can, and, you know. Um, it's only last week. Um, Nemi was telling me that I'm fat, <laughs> but I didn't take that. I mean, I wasn't upset with him. He, we've come to that relationship that you can say whatever I want. So I went home and I asked my daughter. I said, "Somebody told me I'm fat." And you know, my your daughters will tell you the truth, isn't it? So I asked my youngest daughter. She said to me, "Don't mind with that person. Who is he?" I said, "Nemi." Oh. He said, "Because name is thin." <laughs> I can understand if what you eat shape you, but what about singing? How does singing shape your mind? How, how does how does he, how does what you sing is you? How? That's a good question. And I just want to spend some few minutes to just um, unpack that. That what we're can affect us, can shape us. And I want to trust God that after this, you, there'll be the excitement to want to sing the more. I want us to look at Hebrews chapter 10. Um, the scriptures... Um, will come up at the back. If you have your Bible, it's Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Um, When I was in school, I learned something called the laws of gravity. I really don't know what the laws of gravity were then. But you don't have to know what gravity is. You don't have to believe in the law of gravity. Just climb up to the highest building. Provided you do not have any other device attached to yourself and jump. Gravity happens for you. There's only one place you'll be going. down. Also, so that's the law that governs the world we live in. There are also laws that govern our city. So I have three points on my license. And because I jump a I was doing over 30 miles, and there was this gun pointed at me, and and I got stopped. So um, it's a law. I can't, I don't have to believe it, but I've got three points on my license, (laughs) and um, I'm paying the price for it, because every time I ring my insurance, and my premium is affected. There are also spiritual laws that govern the things of the spirit. One of those is um, confession. And in our English word, we use confession to mean negative. If I say confess, it's like I've done something and I need to confess. But confess is just uh, is a choice of words, isn't it? I can confess to something good. I love my daughters. I love my wife. That's a good confession. But if I then say I hate my wife who is just walking through the door now or i say i hate my wife that's that's a good thing isn't it you just know my wife coming isn't it it's just about words we use so the scripture tells us in hebrews chapter 10 that let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering for he who promised is faithful, hold fast. Have you gone on one of those uh, rides in the park and you wonder why did you pay for this and you're holding to your dear life. That's what it means to hold fast to our faith. As Christians, they, our songs are shaped by the words we speak, our confession. I like the way King James put it. He says that the profession of our confession. We're professionals. What we do is we confess the promises of God. We sing it over our lives, promises of God, confession of it. You know, um, a law will work for you anywhere. A law is just um, a principle that is based on predictable consequence of an act. So, for instance, the consequence of jumping off a tower building is that you're descending down. You probably might not live to tell the story, but there's a consequence, the law, whether you believe it or not, is working. Just jump. Gravity will work for you. So a law is a principle based on a predictable consequence of an act. Now, when we talk about confession as believers, where there's a Greek word called homologio, H-O-M-O-L-O-G-O, what that I means simply is for us to say what God has already said. The things God has said about you. That's why our songs are filled, littered with the promises of God. We just say what God has said about us. Proverbs eighteen twenty-one: We use our tongue to make confession. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Tongues are powerful. By that we used to bless somebody and curse somebody. Romans 1:16. I said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation for everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The story of the cross, the songs we sing, is the power of God. Jesus tells us in John 6:63, 6, it is the spirit who gives life, the flesh is no help. The words that I have spoken to you, their spirit and their life. Jesus will stand in front of um, Lazarus' tomb. He was already dead and he will speak: Lazarus. The the tears of Mary could not bring anything to happen, but the voice of Jesus, the Word of God spoken, Lazarus came out with his dead clothes. There's, the words that we speak, their spirit and their life. Jesus said in Matthew twelve thirty three to thirty seven, He says, "Either make the tree good." And his fruit good, or make the tree bad and his fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. It says, You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, this is Jesus speaking, he said, for by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. What are the songs you're singing over your life? What are the things you're saying over your home, your marriage? What are the things you're speaking over your kids? I wonder how people you know call your kids or oh, you monkey. And it's jokingly. And they were surprised after so many years, the kids begin to act like a monkey. Life and death, life and the power of the tongue. That's that those are spiritual laws. You do not have to believe in them. But just like the law of gravity, it happens. But after you've been caught, the Bible says in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, that God who, who calls, he gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist like they were in the beginning. God spoke and things he spoke comes to pass. It is only God that will speak to dry bones. And, and dry bones, is, he says, can these bones live? The Scripture says, speak now. And, and he began to speak. The man of God began to speak to bones, dead bones, dry, and bones sinew began to come upon the bones, bones against bones, and they became an army. When we sing songs that are empowered and fueled by the gospel story, we're speaking life over ourselves, we're we're speaking into our tomorrow, we're calling the things that be not, that that they were. They brought this guy, he was, um, the guy was uh, in, had speech impediment and, and to Jesus and he was deaf and, and, and they said to Jesus, this guy, this is the situation and Jesus spoke into the ears of this man. He says, epata. And his ear opened because of the word of God. The grass will wither, the flower will fade, but the word of God will abide forever. Jeremiah chapter 1, he says that God watches over his word to perform. God is watching. Is the Bible said the promises of God in Christ are ye and Amen? We are professionals who declare the word of God. That's what we when we come here. We're not making things new. We're just enforcing the things that has happened on the cross. We're declaring the glory of our risen King. That's that's why. Have you ever felt you come into a service and you feel down? But by the time you leave the service, your something has just happened to you. You can never really place it. That's the power of the gospel. What are the songs you're singing? Are you singing songs? Um, if this, if what we sing, if what we sing or what we sing shape our heart and mind, then it will be a good investment to take time to sing, to have an appetite for singing. You know, in Hebrews 11, verse 3, the scripture says, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of the things that are visible. The things that we see now they are not made, but they are made by the word of God. The, the, um, the old King James says that um, we understand that the universe was framed by the word of God. Think about a picture frame. You, you can frame things by the things you speak. You can frame somebody by just speaking to them and speaking to a child you can begin to frame their mind as they're growing up you can begin to speak the word of God to them that frames them there's power in spoken word there's power in the songs we sing Isaiah 26 verse 3 says you keep him in perfect peace whose mind he stayed on you because he trusts in you that's when we come to go our mind is we just fixed on him. There's peace there. Um. One of the things we want to do as we go through this series is that we don't want to develop an appetite for singing. We just want to de- we want to develop an appetite for singing, appetite for singing, and um. You know we need to grow our appetites for good soul food, congregational singing. We need to encourage our kids, you know, they sing. We need to, as they're growing up, we want to encourage them to sing songs. We want to, we want our singing, you know, sing. One of the other things singing does is the singing reminds us of what God has has already done for us in Christ. He's done so many things. And sometimes we can forget. That's why we sing those songs.
1: Into the darkness shine. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. none like you. Our God is greater. Our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome in power. Our God. Uh-huh. Our God. And then sometimes we, you know, we go through situations that... You know, we just feel like we're on our own. And praise, there's something praise does
0: to help us to go through times like that.
1: His praise shall be about to cry. He reigns victorious. Forever glory his name is Jesus. He is the my praise overflow from my from the of my soul my praise Hallelujah. From my From the dead of my soul. My God. The rain. Is <laughs> Hallelujah. The
0: other thing which I want to homing and end today's talk is singing sustains. It carries you, it carries us from Sunday through unto Monday. It carries us through every season of life. I want us to look at Psalm 137. Psalm 137. It says by the by the waters, rivers by the waters of Babylon, there we sat and wept when we remember Zion. You know, when I was um, preparing this, the the Lord said to me to today the psalm. He says that um, I need you to read the psalm to the people because he um, said uh, there'll be people here who. Who've lost their direction of praise? They sing, they sing the songs, but their heart is not there. Their mind is not there. And we want, I want, by the help of the Holy Spirit, help us to be able to sing with our, with our mind. The Bible says God does not look at outward appearance. Like men look, man, such the man look at your surface, but God looks at our heart. But the rivers of Babylon. That we am uh, <clears throat> wept when we remember Zion. Um, now, can I just say this, this psalm, the occasion of this psalm was uh, the, the Jewish people, were, they were in captivity. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a communal lament about being in exile after the Babylon activity. They were yearning for Jerusalem. The, the Zion, if you want to find yourself, will be the church. The Jerusalem is the home. That's where we're going to. That's who we are. We're Zionists. We're Zion people. We're God's people. And, and, and so this has relevance with us because we can go through the same streets that they went through. You say, by the water, by the rivers of Babylon, we wept when we remembered Zion. We're, we're in the wrong place at the moment. On the willows there, we hung our liars. Now, Liars are musical instruments used in the temple service by the Levites. Levites are professional musicians. He says, We hung our liars. Have you given up on your service? Have you hung your liars? For there are captors required of songs and our tormentors. He' saying, sing one of the songs of Zion. You've been making this mouth. Sing your song. I want to hear you sing. These people were ostracized. They were in the a place, not a good place. But they remembered Zion. He says, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? I'm not in a good place at the moment. I want to sing. But how can I sing? in a foreign land. I'm not in the right place. I want to sing. But my heart is not just in the right place. And then you see the power of song. It says, then there's the reminder, if I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget his skill. Now the right hand, the skill of the right hand is to play musical instrument. And then the next verse is that let my tongue stick to my roof of my mouth. In other words, let me stop singing. So there's a skill on the right hand and then there's the the singing that comes. But if I stick my my tongue to the roof of my mouth, I cannot bring any sing, any sound out. They understand the concept and the power. Of song he says if I do not remember you if I do not set Jerusalem above my highest joy in other words if I don't look at the promises of God in Zion even though I'm in this place this is not too good a place for me but when I remember Zion I've got to sing because they were mocking me this situation I find myself is a mockery I'm being mocked they look at you you've said all of these things Circumstances of life is now mocking me. I'm not in a good place. My strength has been sucked. The joy of the Lord is my strength, but I cannot find strength where 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 I find myself. How can I sing the Zion song in a strange land? And and then, you know, the first six verses is about the the, the lament and the yearning for Jerusalem. However. They say, they, from verse seven to verse nine, the psalm ends with prophetic prediction of a violent response. This is what can happen. Remember, O oh Lord, things you've done against the Edomites, the on, uh, Edomites, the day of Jerusalem. How they said, "Laid bare, laid bare, down to his foundation. its foundation." He says, "O daughter of Babylon, doomed to be destroyed. Blessed shall be he who repays you with what you've done. Blessed shall be he who takes." your little ones, and dashes them against the rock. So now, the the song, the tone has changed to a prophetic prediction. I will go on singing, and things will begin to happen. I want you to consider where you are. I want you to consider your singing. Is it coming from your heart? You coming from your mind? Are you Are you singing? Have you hung your harp? I just want to challenge us today. Let's start singing again. Isaiah twenty sixty one. All of these things, being able the ability to sing with our heart, the ability to sing with our mind. Is the help of the Holy Spirit? Say so the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, and the opening of prisons to those who are To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. To grant those who mourn in Zion. To give them a beautiful headdress. Instead of ashes. Ashes the oil of gladness. Instead of mourning the garment of praise. Instead of a faint spirit. That they may be called the oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he may be glorified. No matter what situation you are in. Whether you are in the midnight. Like Paul and Silas. Acts 16, 25 to 26. The Bible says, at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. I don't know the dial of your time, where you are now. I don't know if you're in the midnight, literally midnight hour. Everything looks so bleak and uncertain. Joy has gone, everything looks so dark. There is a river that makes glad the city of God. That river flows as we worship. That river flows as we lift up his name. The king of glory, the redeemer. He's our king's own redeemer. He has redeemed us from the power of darkness. And he has conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. In whom we have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sin. It cannot be any worse than it is. But we have a God. He does the impossible. I just want to encourage the the band guys to to come. I want us to begin to speak to our heart now. I want us to rise on our feet if it's possible. Thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, we want to thank you. We want to thank you as we begin to sing now. As we begin to pick up things again, Lord, we want to sing from our hearts. We want to sing with our mind. We want to declare Your praise. We want to exalt You as King. We want to exalt You as Lord of Lord. There's no one like You. None that can compare to You. We thank You because You've done something in our lives that we can't help but to sing Your praise, to declare Your Majesty help us Holy Spirit to sing, to
1: declare your praise, and to declare your glory. In Jesus' name.